Welcome to Rebel Human Radio. Tate was about to hit the gong again, and I just went. one gong today. <laughs> it's like, oh boy, it's it was pretty a good loud. Gong, it was good. I, I got out a little bit of my inner fire. Oh, what's your fire doing today? I just feel a lot of inner fire this week. Aww. So you know, there's been different emotions throughout the COVID nineteen yes. pandemic, having to close down our boutique studio and shift everything online and and this week i'm feeling just some good inner fire Mm. like power power nice and we did kind of decide that we are at the point where we are we're at the starting line yes yes so using this Mm -hmm. metaphor of Of the marathon marathon. when if anyone who's ever run a marathon or if you haven't you may not know that when you start, you are could be a mile behind you, the starting line. Yeah, you, you might not even see the, the starting, starting line. You probably it's not don't. in your sight. Yes. And so we felt like we were, when this whole thing happened, not even seeing the, the starting line nope, for nope. months. Right. And, and that, we feel like, what did we decide? That we have now just crossed the starting line. Yes. And we're seeing some of our friends and family cheering us on. So we have... <laughs> We had that little dip that was like, oh my gosh, I've been running. I'm kind of tired and I'm not even at the starting line. Exactly. But now we've crossed the starting <laughs> line. <laughs> and part of this, I find it interesting that the sign I saw was that we had depleted our stores of food. Yes. Remember just the other day, I was digging out the final <laughs> remnants of my peanut butter jar mm-hmm. with while, a fork, with a fork, right. right? I only had a fork. And we finished our box of chocolate. We finished our chocolate. Nothing left. Our IQ bars. But then I found a box of IQ bars. Oh, we had one more to get us through. Yes, we did. And that was a, that was really a happy day. <laughs> So I took that as, okay, we've finished our stores. We, I we placed a new order of IQ bars mm-hmm. and Good Stuff Cacao. And I saw that as a sign that we were starting. It's a new page. We're turning a page. So what are we talking about on today's yes. podcast? Sorry, we bored you enough? What's our theme? <laughs> we have to stay on track. Well, we... There's our naval t- center, yeah, our personal power. Thank we've you, been doing Tate. a lot of that in class. Well, I think we should... Talk about what we've learned okay. in, that's um, specific to the end times. Yes. <laughs> the pandemic. Um, and then we wanted to share a couple funny things. But I don't know what, I mean, we're learning so much and I know we want to be able to process that. And not have it all go by us in a flash. Like spring. Like those magnolia blossoms. Every spring I'm like, pay attention, pay attention. And like lilacs. And then boom, Uh the tulips are up and the magnolias have already dropped off. The the blooms have already dropped off the trees. I'm like, what happened? Well, maybe there's something in our funny thing. So when we were shooting the children's show this week, Mm -hmm. my eldest daughter, who was playing Una the Wise, was answering the question... Um, why do flowers spread? Right. And she had this beautiful statement at the end, which I think not, 
By the way, if you ever watch the kids' show, it is completely unscripted. Yes. We are flying by the seat of our pants. Yes. But it looks Purposely. Scripted. Yes. We're purposely flying by the seat of our pants. But it looks like we have planned it. And, you know, my girls are improv trained. Because we're living it, Jenny. Yes. <laughs> we're living it. We don't need to <laughs> develop it. We're right. in it. We're in it. And I love what comes out naturally. And so my eldest daughter said... All living things have a tendency to strive towards survival and growth and spreading or something yes, like that. Yes. And there was I, this beautiful moment and I'm sitting there watching and then Jenny goes, even viruses. <laughs> and I'm like, do we need to bring that up right now? We were just having this beautiful moment thinking about growing flowers, blooming, even viruses. <laughs> <laughs> and then Una totally pulled it off and she saved did. it. She was like, yes, like we discussed in the last, last episode. Yes. Because the little question <laughs> of the day Una the Wise answered in the last episode was, how do how does your, your body, body respond fight? like your immune system yes. which was really great so um but we like to keep this, it real the the light and the dark yes but i think is there something there this this striving towards spreading and survival and i think there's something about our mission mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that has kept us going which is this this desire to spread our mission our mission statement and these tools to as many people as possible. So yes, even we, in this time when we're isolated, mm-hmm. we've gone, I think, above and beyond to create this platform to be able to reach more people. Yes, yes. I mean, we we really do come back to the mission of helping people, giving them the tools, giving them things that they can do every day, movement, um, chanting, breath work, so that they can become more authentic and live, you know, a happy, full, fulfilled life mm-hmm. according to their values that they've spent time thinking about mm-hmm. and developing. Yeah. And a big part of this practice that goes beyond just your typical like membership at a gym or like aerobics class or even just your hot vinyasa flow workout shenanigans is that the deep practice here and the the, how important the meditation piece is is through that we unveil it's really in this like unveiling and we get to see the truth we get to see the truth of ourselves which is not always fun or pretty we get to but that's our whole thing right. and we're doing in. it in a very loving way and that's yes. one of the things that I lo- you know I talk about Pema Chodron all the time but I came upon her work in the late 90s and I just loved how she talked about being honest and truthful and lifting the veil and getting to know yourself but with this kindness mm-hmm. and gentleness and deep love mm-hmm. and if you really do love and care for someone, you you want them to know the truth about themselves. And so we need to have that same compassion and care and deep love for ourselves as we're going through these practices. That's why I love how each Kundalini yoga class begins with that tuning in mm-hmm. where we connect with um, the wisdom of... Um, 
the ages, the ages, thousands of yes. years of teachers and wisdom. Yes, to sort of protect us mm-hmm. as we're engaging in this deep work mm-hmm. so that we can always remain loving and kind and compassionate to ourselves. Yes. Really, I mean, that's what I've, I mean, the pandemic, it's so confusing. Um, I We talked about before how in the beginning there was this solidarity that we felt Mm -hmm. um, like, okay, we're all going to be in this together. And then we talked about in another podcast about how that was naive and that pandemics, any sort of um, grave situation tends to exacerbate the cleavages Mm -hmm. that were already there. Mm -hmm. Um, So people with less... Um, those on the front lines, service workers, um, they have it so much harder than the bulk, you know, us, you mm-hmm. and I here, mm-hmm. where we've talked about our own privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made us sort of depressed. We went through that little bit of a depression, but then I think we remembered what we can do, like what is under our control. Mm -hmm. And we really believe in these practices and um, helping other people learn them and practice them and engaging with them in an honest and kind way. And we can still do that. And that anger that I know I had a few (laughs) weeks ago at the unfairness of it all, it kind of overtook me and I was no longer being of service to the world around me. And you and I talk about and the practice talks about how we can be in that zone of awareness, tolerance, Mm -hmm. where we can notice our emotions, but use them Mm -hmm. um, carefully and compassionately and to do, to act according to our values. And that's what I'm feeling more today today and this week, that kind of like fire in the belly, but mm. it's like, okay, I do have the ability to help mm-hmm. people around me. Yeah, it's such a beautiful way out of depression and eh, more depression than anger, but maybe anger, it, it's a way to channel the anger for sure, but to go back to service, keep coming back to service. And when you're in depression and you force yourself to go help someone, it immediately reminds you that you have so much value. Right. And you can't think yourself out of that. You've got to act your way out of it. And oftentimes it comes from looking around and seeing how you can be of service Mm -hmm. because that, um, for me at least, makes me feel my worth Mm -hmm. um, because I'm being of service. Exactly. Is there a time that we want a specific thing that's happened over the last couple weeks that you noticed that was really different for you? Like an emotion or I mean, I know you just said one, the anger, but what else? Anything strange or funny? Um, oh yeah. Okay. So the other day I had just made like bread, right? Which is just so funny right now. Uh-huh. Like 
everybody <laughs> right. got their sourdough starter. Um, all of us who are not on the front lines, right, right are, are working on our sourdough starter and baking <laughs> our bread. And then I make some yogi tea. Um, which was just delicious. And then I was working on something. Everybody had fallen asleep. And I'm like, I want a s'more. Like, mm. I really want a s'more. But I didn't want to make a fire. So we had s'more makings. So I made a s'more <laughs> on my stove. Uh-huh. I put the marshmallow on a fork. And then I turned on my burner. And I held the marshmallow over the burner. And it was getting lovely and toasty and then all of a sudden it exploded into flame (laughs) and I thought isn't that how most things work like you don't really see the transformation happening like you're going little by Uh little by little by little by little and then the scale tips yeah and the big change happens yeah so i enjoyed making a s'more over my stovetop but then also seeing that seeing the lesson in the marshmallow exploding into flame i love that and that's something we've talked about with this practice too how you'll be working and working and practicing and practicing and there might be tiny little incremental changes in your mood or how you react to things. Things don't bother you quite as much anymore. But then all of a sudden something sneaks up on you. It, the, the change sneaks up on you and all of a sudden a huge behavioral change could shift. Like you said, the, the scales yeah. tip. I mean, it's like you're adding a little weight to those old-fashioned scales that have mm-hmm. the two sides. Yeah. And it's nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, and then whoom. Exactly. That's such a great visualization. That a little metaphor. fulcrum, yeah. right? Yeah. The seesaw. The seesaw scale. Yes. Um, but, but it's that last few steps. Yes. And I know you have a story yeah. about that as well. But before you tell it, I'll just say that. Um, so I've mentioned before how I don't drink anymore. I'm sober. I um, found that shift through the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. And one of the things that said in that, in the rooms, as we call it, is don't leave before the miracle happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel that way with these practices too. Mm-hmm. It's like, keep going because you're going to see that big shift. Yeah. Um, but you got to stick with it. Please, please don't leave mm-hmm. before the miracle happens. Exactly. And we did that in the Kriya this morning. It was really, it was an advanced one. We did each exercise for 11 minutes and it required some arms up for a long time and um, I explained how if you can stick with it you will get over that hump of like oh my gosh how much longer it hurts into this place that's so still so quiet Mm. the stillness is also you feel like your arms are being held up by some other force the stillness I'm thinking about our other funny oh yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you can tell them. Um, I have added a diffuser, an aromatherapy <laughs> diffuser to our set because Jenny gets so still that when I am watching it on my monitor, I can't tell if it's frozen and we and there's an emergency, right? Emergency, the tech has gone down, the frame has frozen, or if she is just 
so still so it's become this game like is the frame frozen or is jenny just very very still you decide but now i have this diffuser in the back and i can look oh nope the steam i see the i see the the air current uh, and never has the frame been frozen it has oh, always been well that's that good. you were just so still <laughs> I've never really watched someone meditate, so I don't know what that looks like. Maybe it looks weird. No, it doesn't know. look weird. It's just surprisingly still. Surprisingly still. Yeah. That's and that's really something to say considering the whole wasn't there a big tribute to so and so 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 and so Sondheim. Who's so and so? Oh, Sondheim. And they oh, completely screwed so up the tech and it would ended up not going for like an hour and a half or two hours later. The beginning was was a beautiful disaster. Yeah. I wasn't watching it, but my brother and we should we've got to have oh, John on this yeah. podcast at some point because he is the one who really set up the technology yeah. here who yeah. did the initial like these are the cameras you should get these yes. are the microphones you should get here's the software program here let me come and hook it all up for you right. and show you how to do it so and he's been an integral part even before that with our creative design, design. yeah um, so we should have him on For sometime. Sure. But anyways, he texts me and he's like, oh, Tate, I so wish you were watching this. It would make you feel so much better because <laughs> everything is going wrong. And you know just how many people were working on it. It wasn't just me. It was a whole team of professionals. And they open up and there's like this little box screen in the bottom as this guy is playing the piano and it's lovely. But this little screen in the bottom like left corner was of a guy who didn't know he was on camera. His mic was hot. So he was just talking <laughs> oh, about no. nothing to do with the show. Then somebody says, you're on camera. And you see him sort of skitter away. <laughs> and then <laughs> after the, after the beautiful piano, um, intro it cuts over to this guy that we saw in the bottom corner and he's talking because he's supposed to be on now but his mic is not on oh god so he's talking for maybe three minutes before somebody either texts him or calls him to let him know that his mic is not working so he kind of stands up real i mean he looked pissed off which i get yeah. and turns his computer or his camera around so you can just see his whole apartment and then it just the show ended and said we're gonna try this again in oh, in a couple wow. of hours and you never saw that fellow again wow so listeners tate has never done anything like that but close no the worst that's happened is a light has fallen in front of the camera yes or maybe some shifting of cameras but nothing even close which is a huge feat considering you are having what like two three streams of info no four Two mics, three mics, yeah. Two cameras, and all streaming have, in, and you mixing all of that. I have the and audio coming through as well. Yeah, right. Audio Our MP4s mm -hmm. are are pre-recorded audio and video clips yes. of our intro. So Tate's doing a lot, and she's never screwed it up like that. Well, I shouldn't knock on bowl here. I don't here, know. Here, I'll knock on Sufi. <laughs> knock on Sufi. Sufi. <laughs> 
<laughs> but that this idea of, you know, being so close to the end, like so close to your transformation, but giving up right at the end. I did this on our retreat in Costa Rica. I was kind of maybe a little half cocky, half curious and didn't take a flashlight I'm kind of like, I'm, I don't like carrying a lot of things except for my hot water. And I was like, ah, I don't need a flashlight. I'll figure it out. So I walk people back to their places in the jungle, like a ways away. Right. And I have to get back to our room. Yes. And it's a, you know, big moon and I'm kind of going by the moon, but right. there's a lot and of tree told, coverage. We're told to take this headlamp with us. Yes. But everybody, I was like, yeah. everyone who lives there and works there <laughs> takes the headlamp, but not Jenny, which is so good. I appreciate that. So I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I got the moon. I'll figure it out. And I really do. I'm fine by the light of the moon. And then there's some like lights on a building that help. And, and it's beautiful. The sound of the cicadas is deafening, which we, you know, grow to love. And I'm almost back at our little bungalow almost back and it gets darker than ever it's pitch black nothing I can't see the hand in front of my face and I know that there's this little dip like a four foot drop off right by the entrance to our place and if I were to step off of that it would be bad news I could break an ankle and now I grant you I have already fallen off of our bed I have a huge bloody gash down my arm because I walked off the end of our platform bed in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom I have fallen at the waterfall and have a huge bruise down my other wrist so I was like, I can't. Don't you want to come on a retreat with us? <laughs> but okay, so I took all the injuries. Yes, no, no one, one else did. Got, no one none else did. of our students got injured. I took it for the team. So I was like, ah, I don't need to fall. So I got so close. I got within five steps of our bungalow. And oh, no, I did have the headlamp. This is the story. I oh, kept it in my bag. It, but you didn't want to use it. I didn't want to use it. And I, oh, no, wait, I used my phone. That's what it was. I grabbed my phone, turned on the phone light to get my last five steps. Now, in this case, I could have gotten injured, but there's a part of me that just wishes I would have kept, had the courage to try to figure it out and just walk a little more carefully and do the little bit harder work of getting to the end of my goal. However silly it was, <laughs> I wish I would have just stuck with it and taken that risk. And so, you know, in our practice, when it gets hard, it's like cleaning out that old junk closet and we get in there and we were excited in the beginning, but then it becomes laborious or boring or icky or we see things we don't want to see. And it's really easy to just close that door and say, we'll clean out the junk closet some other time. But if we can stick with it and dig in there and get through it to the bottom of the back of the closet and everything is cleared out, oh, how good it feels to have that perfectly empty closet and we can fill it with whatever we want. And so we can fill ourselves back up with joy and fill ourselves up with the activities that are nourishing after that cleansing, just sticking with it. So how are we going to close out, Tate? What song are, is on our mind? Well, We've been singing a lot this week. We have been singing a lot, but you know the song that came to my mind earlier. Yes, I do. Today is that what the we're doing? Theme song <laughs> <laughs> from a show called "The Greatest American Hero," 
was on from like 1981 to 84. I So it didn't do well. No, but it was amazing. I, I can't even really describe it. It was just this like blonde haired superhero, but it was also kind of sci-fi and a comedy. And I, I swear that Robert Wagner, Natalie Wood's husband was on it, but I just looked up the cast and he's, he's not. not. Maybe he looks just like Somebody him. named Robert Culp. Mm. His doppelganger. <laughs> So somehow I just know this song, even though I never saw this show. I was just a little, You're a little I was like bit two too years young. too young. So should we should we close out with yeah, that song? It's so good, you'll know it as soon as you hear it. Okay, ready? Ready? Okay. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so free. Flying away. Who could it be? Believe it or not, it's just me. I mean, that's a good song. It is. Gong it out, Tate. (laughs) She's stuck. (laughs) The mallet. The mallet. Over good. We got it. The mallet was stuck. Remember to find us at rebelhumantv.com. Our Instagram is The Rebel Human. Our Facebook handle is also The Rebel Human. We have monthly sound baths open to the public and all sorts of goodies open to the community. So check us out. Talk to you later. Talk to you later.